All right, Luke, testing, 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 testing. Uh, one, two, three. What you got? Give me, some, give me some audio to test. If you took the word pineapple and you split it, what's your take on just pine and then also just apples? Well, if she's got a uh, apple bottom, I'll probably pine for it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Not that for immaturity. <laughs> You're listening to the Audio Harassment Podcast. Welcome to the platform for the average grunt, hosted by two idiots with strong opinions and no filters. So clutch your pearls and buckle up. Prepare to be audibly harassed. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Audio Harassment Podcast. I'm joined as always, by the very best to ever, ever do it. I'm talking about Lucas. Mommy, I'm the reason chicks begin cheesing and snickering. I promised you two, Sharp. I promised you two. So it's Lucas. I get pussy and ass from a beautiful broad. And if you're looking for that, well, holler at your boy, Sharp. Luke, what you got this week? Well, you promised me two, and you gave me two, so I can't be too mad. But uh, as always, folks, your primary host of the Audio Harassment Podcast, he's known as the bad boy of podcasting. It's Rob. After my time out in the corner, I still need a spanking. Congrats. (laughs) Come on. I don't even know where that one's from, but... All right. That's your right. moniker. That's what they call you in the streets, right? I do remember that. Yeah, especially around the office, the uh, my executives and everything. They, they typically refer to me to that. Um, all right, Luke. So, so here it is. What do we got? You promised me. No, you promised all of us, all the audience, myself included, that you were going to tell us about the story of the New Year's party where you met a girl and then <laughs> forgot you met her. So... I'm not going to let this go. Why don't you lay it on me? Lay it on all of us real quick. Well, last episode when we had a uh, cousin on to talk about his recent relationship breakup and the trials and tribulations that came along with it. Uh, you asked cousin toward the end of the episode, if he had ever uh, met a chick in a bar or in a public place and uh, stared at them all night, I fucking them in his own mind. And then actually, you know, approached her, and bagged her by the end of the night and the satisfaction that goes along with that. And when you asked me about it, I told you and Cuzzy about the story where I actually did that. And then that same girl, I reapproached her later on at a different party without even realizing or knowing or recognizing that it was her and what came along with that. So I might as well tell the story now since we got a little time we were running long with cuzzy last time so i'm gonna squeeze it in as promised pretty much i already told the gist of the story here but the best part about this story for me personally was that you were there to witness it live because we laughed so fucking hard that this is probably one of the hardest laughs that we've ever had together in all of our (laughs) years am i right uh I mean, honest to God, we've had a million. We basically predicated our friendship on it. But this one was a good one because I was there to watch this unfold and the look on your face. So, Well, let me just lay the groundwork very quickly. And the look on her face. <laughs> As, uh, you know, New Year's Eve tends to go, you know, you go to a party or you hop around from house party to house party because everybody's got something going on. But usually it's a little flaky and transitional. So we were looking for a party to go to on New Year's Eve. We hopped into one house party, but by the end of the night, we ended up at this place called uh, the Dubells. These twins, the Dubells, were throwing a house party. They had their basement party going on. It was like a thing back in the day. So we ended up there as a last resort one year. Now, the following year, coincidentally, we happened to end up there again for New Year's Eve, unexpectedly this time, though. Now, right before the second New Year's Eve, I want to say it was September of that year, I went to a house party of, uh, it was a wrestler who was throwing a house party. I believe it was in Hamden, if I recall. Maybe North Haven. Either way, 
this uh, wrestler was throwing a little house party. And at this house party, I uh, did the whole, like, you know, I fucking thing with this girl. Uh, her name was Jen. I call her uh, Jen Respect. That's what I saved her in my phone as, Jen Respect. Uh, the reason for that is when I ended up hooking up with her, uh, when I took her pants off, she had a big uh, tattoo going over her, like, panty line in the front, I guess, where you would shave the pussy or whatever, you know? She had a big <laughs> tattoo that said respect in, like, large graffiti letters going across her uh, uterus. She must have been a scholar. <laughs> well, that lets you know right there. And uh, so I, I called her Jen Respect. That's what I ended up calling her. Jen Respect. That's what I saved her as. Anyway, met her at this party. You know, we did as single folks do hooked up and by the uh end of the party it was just you know how you doing i'll save your number maybe we'll talk in the future so that was fine no big deal just another one night stand sort of thing so to speak but when we end up at the second new year's eve party at the dubell's house i believe who was with us that night it was me you and we had a third person with us who was it we had a third um shit we was did it have sniper a third who was it no, it couldn't have been Sniper. Yeah, it was either it was either Sniper or this uh, dude, Ryan. But either way, we end up there once again. And, uh, you know, once you go into the New Year's Eve party, you know you're going to have a good time and you're going to drink and it's going to be midnight and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm scoping out the premises of this New Year's Eve party. And I see this chick who's kind of bad. And I say, all right, you know, this is going to be the one that I'm going to try to uh, focus my time and attention on tonight. So I walk up to her. And, uh, you know, I start just spitting that game or whatever. Hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. She looks at me like I got two fucking heads. And I'm like, super confused. Like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, are you serious right now? And I'm like, yeah, what's the problem, you know? And she looks at me and she goes, fuck boy, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I said, oh shit. And in that moment, I realized that it was the same exact girl that I fucked a few months ago in September at the wrestler's party. And I just approached her cold again, like I didn't even know her whatsoever. <laughs> now, listen, this makes me sound like a terrible piece of trash, which is probably going to be the uh, theme of this episode. But in my defense, she looked completely different i mean she had like red hair when i saw her she had uh no piercings nothing this chick like had her nose pierced and industrial she dyed her hair completely black she was wearing all black she almost looked i don't want to say she looked like a different person i was stupid and didn't recognize her that's the truth but it was so hilarious to me because the pop that i got from her looking at me like i had two heads <laughs> and was just some fuck boy that was better than any bag that I ever could have got that night. And the fact that you were there to witness it live, it's like you wouldn't even believe this story if I told it to you. The fact that you were there to witness it live, oh, what a laugh we had. And to this day, we still laugh about it. I remember the uh, <laughs> I remember the look. And, you know, I'm looking at the girl, and, and she was, you know, she was a pretty good-looking girl. She, you know, she, if memory serves, right? She was decent-looking, right? Yeah, yeah, she was definitely more than fuckable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, go shoot your shot. And then you go up there, and then this whole bombshell just fucking drops. <laughs> I'm just looking at the look on both of your faces, and it was incredible because I can genuinely see it in your eyes that you didn't remember. You had just penetrated her walls a few months earlier, and here you are, like you said, just cold shooting again. And, you know, the whole thing fucking implodes on itself, and it was incredible to watch, honestly, because not remembering someone you fucked three months ago is almost impossible to do. It's unless you were like high out of your fucking mind, it's almost impossible to do. Well, that's the best part too. It was fairly early in the night. It wasn't like, you know, right before midnight, everybody's drunk. It was probably right when we got there around like, you know, nine 30, 10 PM, pretty much sober as, as a rock still. And I still did not recognize her. That's probably a testament to how much of a whore I was, but. I was going to say, a fuckboy at that time, you most certainly were because, you know, th that was when you were really going for it. And yeah, sober, but, you know, I do remember like before any New Year's thing ever, if I'm going out, I had to be at least, 
at least a few in the bag before we got there. And I'm sure you were the same. I'm sure we were taking shots. Probably. I'm sure that was the case. It's just a matter of how little I cared, you know? <laughs> and she probably felt like crap about herself after that, too. Imagine that. How unmemorable do you have to be as a woman? I mean, you know, as as a woman, too, like you said. And I'm sh- she obviously remembered you. <laughs> and you didn't remember her. So it probably broke her heart. Did you ever talk to her after that? Never talked to her again, no. Really? No more hookups after that? You really hurt her feelings, huh? I mean, she probably thought I had nothing for her after that, which is fine. I mean, she didn't really have anything for me after that anyway. So was she more or less or equally attractive with all of the, uh, you know, Egyptian hieroglyphics she put all over herself and the fucking piercings? Uh, I mean, it wasn't like super drastic or out of control. She still looked good. Just, I mean, especially with the hair dyed jet black. Now, I just didn't recognize her. I simply didn't recognize her. And plus, I met her in like different friend groups, too. So like the odds that it would be her with that crossover on these isolated friend groups, you know, odds are very unlikely that it would be the same person, but it just happens to turn out she was. So different friend groups that kind of paints a different picture. I'm thinking now you were a gentleman. You saw a girl alone at a party. You knew the people. You knew she didn't know the people. You thought, hey. I'm going to introduce this girl. I want her to feel comfortable and safe. Is that, was that your thought process going into this? Not in the slightest bit. No, I was just looking to get drunk, have a good time and bang on new year's Eve. Well, I appreciate your honesty. You know, (laughs) I, uh, I do remember that. And I think that's an incredible story. I'm glad you shared that with the audience. It didn't hold it back. Like I thought you might. And, uh, you know, it's funny you say this girl, her name is Jen because my sister by the same name, is back in the headlines this week, Luke. <laughs> you know, you told me that you had something to tell me about your sister this week. And when you say something like that to me, literally the possibilities could be endless. Well, it's not the craziest thing that's happened to my sister, but it is a development in her life because before I even tell this story, let me play a clip from the last time I mentioned my sister. That way I can kind of bring everybody up to speed. Are you okay with that, Luke? Yeah, give them a little context, because I know we've mentioned her very briefly before, but it's really tough to get a full scope of (laughs) the character that she is. All right, so I'm going to play a clip. This is from an episode we did a few times back. Uh, I think the episode title was Cold as a Stepmother's Kiss. So if you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Here's a little clip of us uh, going on about my sister, and then we'll get into the story. So here it is. Just the most useless type of bitch you can imagine. I mean, 10 kids... Nine different fathers, no teeth, never had a tooth in her mouth. Um, You know, all the children were taken away by the state except for the stragglers that are left behind. One was given away my brother had to adopt and take to Florida with him, and he's been raising him for like 13 years. And since I've been alive, my sister's never had a job, never had a job, always been taken care of by the state, you know, lives in all these disgusting cockroach-filled infested apartments and... It just is the biggest piece of shit you could possibly imagine. And I'm not even going to give her more airtime than that, to be honest with you. So can I just say one thing before we move on? When I met your sister, I can vividly recall that she was walking along the street and picking up used cigarette butts from off the curb to light them up and smoke them. All right. we're (laughs) So so we are going to get into it. All right. So that's my memory. That's my memory of your sister. Yes, my sister is essentially that type of bag lady bitch who goes around the city and picks up random cigarette butts from who? Who knows? From who? Who cares? She takes them, lights them, smokes them. And not only does she light them, because this gives the audience the image that she has a lighter or can afford some sort of petrol. But here's what she does instead. She takes it back to her fucking disgusting apartment. and, And you say, it's funny you say this, that... The first time you met my sister, she was picking up cigarette butts off the ground because my brother, who I'm about to tell a story on, he was given up for adoption, okay? And the first time he met my sister, she was taking what's left of a cigarette butt, squatting down on the kitchen floor and lighting it with a toaster, okay? So put that fucking image in here. All right, Luke, what do you, what do you think of that? <laughs> well, that's certainly encapsulates your sister in an audio excerpt right there. 
Yes, it does. That is uh that is very much how my sister lives her life. And um so with that context, let me let me tell you what's going on this week with her, Luke. She uh she's a victim this week, Luke. Well, every woman is a victim, right? That's right. That's right. My sister especially. You see, because as I mentioned in that clip, she had, I don't know, seven of her eight, eleven kids or whatever it is, taken away a long time ago. My brother's raising one, yada yada. Well, this week or last week, last week, um, I get a text message from my mother. Well, a Facebook message. My mother doesn't have a cell phone. I don't think my sister has a cell phone. And if they did, they probably don't have my number. So I get a Facebook message from my mom. says it's urgent. It's urgent. And last time I got an urgent thing from one of them, you might recall, we were sitting on a park bench playing chess on the beach. And I got a... Facebook message from my sister saying my grandmother was dead and we just kept on playing the game. I could give a shit less. So I don't care about these urgent messages, you know? I do remember that actually. Yeah. And uh, you did not see an expression change on my face. I could give a fuck, but nevertheless, she's back in the news, Luke. And this week she, um, hold on. Let me take a guess. Okay. It's not another baby number 12, is it? No, it's not. It's not another. Obviously, that has to be the first go-to guess whenever we're talking about your sister. That is a fair Uh, assumption. Yeah, I mean, although she may have twelve, I don't know. Let me take one more guess. Um, uh, Let's say she finally got a job, but it's gonna it's gonna be part time at the dollar store. (laughs) No, she will never have a job, and she can't afford to shop at the dollar store. But those are great guesses. Go on. I'm out of guesses. You tell me. All right. So here it is. Out of her three remaining children, last week, two of them, Luke, two of them were institutionalized in a mental institution. Uh, How old were they? These are the teenagers? Uh, One, the oldest one, I believe, is 18. And the youngest one is between the ages of, I don't know, 12 and 14 or something, like pretty young. And I guess they were chasing each other around the place with, with knives, trying to kill each other. And uh, this is all according to my mother, who who the fuck knows if it's even true or not. But I, she was posting on, about it on Facebook. And so apparently there's only one kid remaining. The other two have been institutionalized. And she's praising my mother. This is my mother is now praising my sister for, quote, doing the right thing and having them committed. Well, Let's end the quote there, but how <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't the right thing to do have just been to give them up as well? You knew you couldn't take care of the other seven or whatever it is. Why the fuck would you punish these three to the point where now they're locked up in an institution, which I'm sure they probably deserved, but obviously this is a result of her shit parenting, you know? Yeah. And uh, none of these children really have their fathers involved in their life, right? Uh, no, none that, no, no. <laughs> Uh, of course, right? Nobody would be uh, raised this way to chase each other around with uh, butcher's knives or steak knives around the house if they had a strong parental influence. I think only two of them share a common father. And uh, no, none who, I, first of all, it's, it's astonishing to me that anybody would fuck my sister. You know, why don't I paint a picture for the listeners since this is an audio podcast and I'll tell you what my sister looks like. So Luke and everybody listening, Close your eyes for a moment. Let me describe this beauty queen, okay? My sister. God, she's sexy. Um, My sister coming in at about four foot 11 uh, with wavy hair that's as fried as country chicken, a gaping mouth with no teeth in it, Luke, that oozes slime like a Petri dish and stretch marks, (laughs) stretch marks as deep as fault lines and glasses, by the way, glasses with only one of the two necessary arms clinging on to her wax-filled ears and uh, about an IQ of a four-year-old with Down syndrome. So that's, that's my sister. She's very pretty. Um, and that, yeah. So what do you think? What do you make of that, Luke? Two kids institutionalized same week. I mean, I think that's obviously uh, a damn shame that the lives of these children to no fault of their own really has been brought to this point. Uh, The fact that your sister is being applauded by your mother for institutionalizing them. I mean, 
How about just not having kids in the first place? Why don't you get applauded for not being an idiot in the first place? How about that? Oh, yes, that would be nice. But uh, looks like we're about 18 or 17 years too late for that one. though. <laughs> yeah, her first kid is like uh, 26 or something, too. It's about our age. When did she have that one when she was 12? <laughs> I was 12. I think she was. All right. So here, here's here's a little uh, context for you, too. So my grandmother, my mother and my sister all had a child when they were 15 years old. What do you think of that? None of them finished high school. Jesus, we're going to be a great grandma by 60, huh? Dude, so think about that. My sister, of course, being the worst of them all. So there is no improvement. There is no improvement generation <laughs> after generation. There is, in fact, a, a, you know, a degrading generational uh, consistency there. It's, it's getting worse every time a runt comes out of the cunt. So I f who the fuck knows how that happened? But all of them knocked up. And maybe my great-grandmother as well. I never met her, but I'm sure she was a whore. Um, so Dude, our families are so fucked up. And this is a great example of how your family is just a total piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I haven't even uh, explained all of my sister to these people. I could, I could uh, get more into it. And if you like, I will. I've got, I, I could tell you more about my sister, Luke. Would you like to hear that? Well, first of all, you've already described how low of a character she is, mm -hmm. how uh, broke and pathetic she is, you know, mm -hmm. taping up the one arm of her glasses, picking up cigarette butts off the side of the road, et cetera. Oh, yeah. She's trashy as hell. She makes the most irresponsible choices in life as possible. But she's a woman, so she can still get fucked. In that clip, you heard her say, or you, we talked about how, um, you know, she was lighting down, lighting a cigarette with a toaster. But what we didn't mention is she was lighting, or she was powering that toaster with an extension cord that she's stealing electricity from her neighbors, you know? That's the type of bitch we're talking about. Here. <laughs> and I would say her name, but Luke, she'd probably sue me for a pack of Newports and a Pepsi. So we're going to keep her fucking last name quiet. But just for some more context and the type of human she is, uh, when my grandmother was dying, this is the grandmother who I got the call about when we were playing the chess match. My sister was, you know, over there under the auspices of, you know, caring for my grandmother. But in reality, she was just stealing all of her oxys and all of her pain pills. This is a dying woman in excruciating pain with a very rare genetic degenerative disorder. And my sister, the saint that she is, was stealing the pain meds that my grandmother needed. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, your grandma's dying. So what does she need him for? That's probably her thought process, right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it worked. I mean, she probably, I would, you know, kept her alive as long as she could. So those scripts kept getting filled, but, uh, I'm sure she did. And I know for a fact that she knows where to unload them too. Oh, she definitely does. You know, but it's also worth noting that it has to be locally. Cause as you remember, my sister has only a couple times in her life left the city that she was born in, never left the state, but she has left the city a couple of times, but barely that. I remember I remember there was one time we were uh, hanging out with a guy that she, uh, you know, knows from the block or whatever. And we drove him to a, uh, like a Verizon store or something that was five miles down the road. And he himself was saying, damn, this is the farthest I've been away from home. <laughs> that was her man, dude. That was her man. At the, that was the guy who fathered one of the ones that is now uh, in a straitjacket. So, you know, he was a stand up guy himself. It doesn't surprise me whatsoever when you raise kids in a uh, a three mile radius of the crack house that you live in. They're probably going to chase each other around with steak knives in the future. That can happen. Yeah, that that's a, a consequence of being a useless, trashy bitch who doesn't know how to parent. Right. That's. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is the fact that she has pretty much lived in that town in that three to five mile radius her entire life, or most recently, her children's entire life. What a small, small view of the world. But she's beautiful. Because remember, she is a sexy little number with those no teeth in her mouth. Wouldn't you say, look, I mean, there's always a guy who will plow my sister. She's beautiful. She's a queen. She was born that way. And she's a victim. She, that was part of the thing. She was blaming everyone. Well, 
how could the how could the state come and intervene and take my kids? How could the police come and institutionalize my children? Like, yeah, you're the victim. They're the fucking victim. These kids are the victim, you know. But she's a trash. I'm the bitch. victim. I'm the victim paying all these taxes for her life mistakes. I'm the victim. You're our, the victim. Our audience is the victim for having to hear this again about my disgusting sister who doesn't <laughs> deserve the airtime, but she's just another trashy bitch in the fucking smorgasbord plethora of trashy bitches we've known, Luke. Just a worthless broad with her hands out. Here's my question. How much would it take for you to fuck my sister? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. I mean, raw? Oh yeah, raw dog. I mean, you don't have to nut in her. Hey, but you can if you like, man. I won't hold no, it against dude, you. Dude, I I dude, her her vagina is a cesspool. I I couldn't. I wouldn't. I would never. You would never. Nothing. There's nothing. I mean, let let's I mean, how much? Just throw a dollar figure on it. How much? There's gotta be an amount that'll get you in there. It would literally have to be a life-changing amount of money. I'm talking 40 million. Uh, yeah, 40 million I would do because that would outweigh the AIDS. <laughs> wow, you're going to run in there, full Charlie Sheen, pick up the HIV, pick up the paycheck, and bounce. Would you give her a kiss goodbye? Uh, <laughs> a kiss on her toothless mouth? I think not. All right, how about for half that, half that, 20 million would you let her lick your asshole while you nut in her chicken fried hair? Oh, yeah, that's a lot easier than me dipping my dick in her fucking sewerage plant of a pussy. So we can get this done for thousands, you're saying. Thousands for you to have her lick your shithole while you nut in her bird's nest. Is that right? Oh, that, that's pretty explicit. But, yeah, I, I could get by with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm essentially just jerking off on a bottom feeder. I've done a lot worse. <laughs> well, have you? I mean, why don't you tell me? So that, my sister is the trashiest person I know. But who's the trash, trashiest bitch you've either known or fucked or both? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. If you're asking me this question, we are really reaching deep into the... Uh, the bag of of girls that I've dated. Oh, they're out there. Um, man. Jesus, trashy. I mean, I've got a couple top trashy ones that come to mind. I know uh, there's one story that you probably remember. Actually, it fits very well in this episode, too, considering that your uh, nephews are chasing each other around with fucking knives. Um, there was this one girl that I used to see. I probably saw her on and off for six to 12 months, very sporadically, not girlfriend material whatsoever, obviously, because she's a trash bag. Um, she was a stripper. No surprise. Right. I, I actually, <laughs> I think I remember this one, dude. She was a real nut bag, right? Yeah, actually it's funny when I think about the trashiest broads that I've been with off the top of my head, a lot of them are either strippers or addicts, obviously no surprise, but I've got a story about that myself. Yeah. There, there's definitely a correlation there. Nevertheless, this stripper, her name was Alina. Well, we had another Alina I, recently. Dude, didn't when we? we first started this, when we first started this <laughs> podcast, we fucking censored and gimmicked everyone's name, and now it's just like we're with these lawsuits. If this ever gets out, we're going to get piled up because we are literally just throwing them all under the bus now, full name and everything. This girl's so trashy; she couldn't afford a lawyer if she was fucking them. Couldn't afford an iPhone or anything to listen on. So anyway, this is a Alina number two, or I guess Alina number one for me originally. And uh, she went by the name Lily as a stripper. So maybe we'll gimmick her name and call her Lily. Too late now. Alina me. <laughs> Anyways, this chick started off as a real problem for me. She was uh, the first time I ever uh, met her and we hung out. She wanted me to come over her house, uh, you know, once I got there, she wanted to pick up a bottle of booze or whatever. I said, yeah, sure, whatever. She said one of her stripper friends was coming over. I said, all right, that sounds cool. I'll hang out, you know, party, whatever. So this chick, she was, uh, I think she had just dropped out of college. I think she had graduated, went to like community college and dropped out after like one semester because she was stripping. She was making money. What the hell does she need to go to college for, right? So um, she wanted me to come over. I went over there. We got a bottle of liquor, a couple bottles of wine, whatever she wanted or whatever, went back to her place. Her stripper friend came over and 
I don't know. I'd like throughout the night we was going kind of late. It wasn't really going anywhere. And uh, I, her stripper friend was kind of like, you know, cock blocking or whatever, which might have been, you know, how strippers are. That might've been like a prearranged arrangement, even like, Oh, he'll come over, you know, he'll, he'll buy a bottle and then we'll get drunk and we'll just occupy each other, you know? So it's getting a little uh, later in the night around like 3 AM, 3 30. And, uh, her stripper friend is kind of complaining, like, oh, I want a man. I need a man. I said, well, why don't you hit up one of your boys or some guy that you know or whatever? And these two, they're all into fucking drinking, fucking stripping, drugs, the lifestyle partying. So she ends up calling over this dude who comes over and he brings over a little, some party favors, uh, gives it to uh, Alina and her stripper friend, which I can't remember her fucking name, not that it even matters. But uh, these two end up fucking, like, for the next two, three hours, just blowing K. And they're all fucked up. And I was like, God damn it. Like, th this night is going on and on forever. Now I got this other idiot in here. These two uh, stripper broads are fucking, like, damn near passed out. The night is getting, uh, or the morning. We're going into the wee hours of the morning now. And it's starting to be, like, fucking... 6 a.m., 7 a.m. I'm like, this shit is done. I, I'm, I'm done. I don't even want to be here anymore. If it didn't happen now, it ain't going to happen. So I, I end up taking off. So then about a week later, Alina hits me up. She goes, hey, you know, why don't you come over? I'm really horny, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right. Like, last time was like a waste of my time and bullshit, though. She's like, yeah, I know. My friend was being weird. She ain't going to be here. I really want to see you. So I'm like, all right, like, I'll give it one more try. I already put in a fucking full eight-hour shift of work with no uh, advantage to it. Nothing is sexier than, I'm really horny, blah, blah, blah. Dude, this girl was so fucking stupid. I'm not even, like, just, like, bashing her. Like, she's such a fucking idiot, a clueless, brain-dead young girl, 20, 21, whatever she was, dumb as a bag of rocks. I mean, she's so trashy. When I dropped her off, I got a ticket for littering. <laughs> come on we'll take the cheap joke we'll tally one up for you so uh you know I, I say all right she goes come on over we'll go to the liquor store pick up some beers or something i said yeah sure whatever so i go over i tell her this is it like if if i'm coming over like i'm not wasting my time she goes no no don't worry you're not gonna waste your time so it was just me and her this time it's her apartment which uh you know she just had started stripping she was making a little bit of money she thought she was doing good so she had an apartment by herself if you know anything at all about these trashy strippers, you know that a living situation like that is a ticking time bomb for them. Of course, un unsustainable. 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 Wealth. Exactly. There's no way she's going to be able to sustain this with this party lifestyle and this fast money that she comes and that she gets and it comes and goes. So I'm going over there. We go get some, uh, you know, beers, bottle of liquor, whatever she wanted. We go back to her place. We're drinking. We're having a good time hanging out. And uh, she's drinking like really quickly. Like she's a very small girl, like fucking five foot nothing. Uh, nice body or whatever, but, you know, very small, very, very small. And she's drinking heavily for a girl this small. So I'm like, all right, fuck. I go to the bathroom because I got to piss and break the seal. When I come back... She's sitting there squatting in the middle of the living room floor. This is her apartment, okay? <laughs> she's, she's squatting in the middle of the living room floor. She looks at me. And she goes, guess what? I said, what? <laughs> she starts pissing in the middle of her living room floor. No lie. <laughs> I did not know that. That is yeah, why, yeah. why? She couldn't hold it or she just felt like piss play was her thing? Dude, she's like, I mean, first of all, she's trashy as hell, number one. Number two, she's like crazy. She's giving me like a uh, like a, a crazy side-eye look like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it, you know? Not getting that security deposit back. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, these are hardwood floors in the apartment. And as soon as I saw her do this, I said, oh, shit, this, this living situation for her isn't going to last very long. <laughs> So she pisses right in the middle of the floor. Big puddle of piss right in the middle of the floor. And she goes, I want you to fuck me. And I, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, this is how she talks. This is how stupid she is. I want you to fuck me. <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, you don't have to 
owe me twice. You know, last time it was a fucking headache and you owed me. And now we're here and you're putting it on the table like that. Let's go. Oh, geez. So anyway, I give it to her. I fuck, I fuck her brains out. This girl's a freak. She's down for anything. She's one of these do whatever you want to me kind of girls, which, all right, that's cool. You know, especially after I already put in a full night that went nowhere. Yeah. So I give it, I give it to her good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? I, she already pissed. So she already pissed. I give it to her good. Um, after I fuck her or give her my nut or whatever, after we're all done, she is so fucking drunk that she's like, you know, damn near at the point of like, I need to crash. So I'm like, all right, like, let me, let me just set you up on your fucking couch or something so you don't fucking crash on the floor or roll around in the piss or God knows what. You know? <laughs> her own apartment. She can't, she can't negotiate her way back to the bedroom and sleep in her bed. She has to drown in her own piss. She can't do it. I'm telling you, she's a, a total wreck, like complete wreck. So uh, I set her up and on my way while I'm walking out of her apartment, she, I hear her like roll over and puke in the fl- on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this, this fucking landlord, you know, is going to be so mad. So anyway, that's it for uh, visit number two. Now, this was like a little bit of a, you know, for a man, this might be a little bit of a dangerous situation. You know, this screams me too. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to see her again. Like this shit is, she's a little nuts. This shit got like pretty bad, you know? So I uh, don't talk to her for, I don't know, three, six months, somewhere between three to six months, probably more like four and a half months. And uh, I go on a vacation in Vegas. And when I come back, she's seen like, oh, I was in Vegas. I was living life. I was doing big things. She wants to see me again. She goes, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. I hate you, but I want to see you again. This is what she always says to me because she, I, I, just like on this podcast, I talk to her real. If she says something stupid, I tell her, you're being fucking stupid, you know? So she would always say, oh, Lucas, I fucking hate your guts, but I love your dick. Hey, she's shoot straight, I guess. You can't, you know. Yeah, she like, she legitimately hated me because I, she's a stripper and she's used to people schmoozing her, blah, blah, blah. I don't do none of that shit. I'm just there for the pussy and that's it. I mean, her, her personality is trash. Her, her lifestyle is trash. Everything about her is trash. The she sounds trash. Floors, yeah, the hardwood floors in her apartment are melting away. I don't even remember my sister ever pissing on the floor. So <laughs> this is even <laughs> maybe even worse. Maybe while she was squatting over the toaster, maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'm interested now. This is way more than I knew about her. I was gonna say you only know like the hardcore details about how this story ends, but this is how we got to the the ending. So yeah, uh, she wants me to come back over like, you know, the course of this couple months. And I'm like, ah, this sounds like a problem. It's, it sounds like a situation where I might get myself in trouble. I don't really know. You know, I should probably stay away. So I come back from Vegas. She sees all the shit that I posted and she wants to see me again. She misses the dick. No one can fuck her like me, blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes with these broads. So she wants me to come over again. And I'm like, well, you know the pussy was goddamn good. She had incredible tits. She was actually from Romania. She was, uh, adopted and, uh, you know, brought over here, but she was born in Romania has like one of those sexy Romanian looks to her. And, uh, you know what they say? One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> Horrible way to find out you're adopted. Right. <laughs> so I haven't seen her in four and a half, five months or so. I just got back from vacation. See, she wants to see me again. She hates me. She tells me she hates me, but she wants the dick. And I say, good. I hate you too. You're crazy, but you're a good fuck. So I'll come through against my better judgment. I come through again, lo and behold, I haven't seen her in about five or six months now. Okay. Now I come through. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She is pregnant. Wow. And you know, probably are you the, were you, are you, is this going right? Like, are you going to take her to the abortion clinic? Was this your seed? Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm the <laughs> king of condoms. I don't be raw dog in these fucking nasty ass skeets. That's for sure. You almost raw dog my sister for 40 million. Well, 40 mil might be worth it. If I called magic Johnson. <laughs> so I go over there again. This chick is pregnant, which, you know, you know me, I, I actually, 
I think pregnant chicks are sexy. Paul Roma told me about the pregos back in the day and how they're hot. And I've been on it ever since. I've been with a couple pregnant chicks along the way. And it's always, it's always pretty hot. You know, those tits are all swollen and inflated. Nice big nipples, the whole deal going on. You know, they got their advantages. And they're usually horny as fuck too, these pregnant girls. So, uh, you know, she was looking pretty good pregnant. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't turning her down based on that. But when I got to her place, I saw that she was pregnant. Worse than that, though, she had a like a two large boxes of wine. And she was drunk as fuck. We're talking six months pregnant or so drunk out of her mind. Okay, not a good situation for the child. For the child, yeah. As far as being a mom and a parent, horrible, horrible situation. And full disclosure, once she had the baby a couple months later, obviously the state took it away from her. Sounds like you were fucking my sister. I was going to say that we got a lot of uh, correlations here between this insane stripper and your idiotic, worthless sister. Except the looks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I'm sure a by this time, years later, she's in the same boat. Oh, yeah. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I walk in there. So I'm walking into this hot pregnant stripper chick who is drunk out of her mind, six, seven months pregnant. And I'm like, all right, let me just get this over with as quick as possible because who knows how crazy this girl's going to go. She used to pop pills and do ketamine and, you know, blow lines and do all sorts of shit too. She was just a complete wreck. And I suspect she was on something else too. I don't know what she was on, but I suspect she was on something else this time too in addition to everything. So long story short, we have our little deal. Uh, we have fun. She's just drunk off her ass the entire time. And then again, I'm not even shitting you. Again, she squats in the middle of the living room floor and takes a piss. This is like her move or something. I don't know what's going on. She knows how to really court the fellas. She just, uh, it's like when the cats are in heat and then they just start spraying everywhere. It's it's just so inhumane to do. Like, you live in this space. Who would do this, you know? Who would just piss in the middle of the living room floor? Plus, her child has to live in that space, literally. And she's just pissing on the floor, drinking boxes of wine, and getting railed by you. Yeah, I mean, the cheapest boxes of wine that you can imagine. I mean, keep in mind, this is about, you know, months later, five, six months later, whatever it may be. I don't know how many times she's pissed on this floor. This floor might be rotted through by now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, it didn't bother me last time. It's not going to deter me this time. So I give her the wiener, you know, I, I give it to her good like she deserves. And the whole time she's bad mouthing me. Like, you know, I just want your dick. I fucking hate you. You know, I hate you. You're so mean. You got nothing nice to say to me. Just give me the fucking dick. She's saying this shit the entire time. You know? There's nothing nice to say about her. Uh, there literally is nothing nice to say about her except, hey, you got great tits. But okay, that's not that's not a turnoff. That's fine. She could say whatever the fuck she wants. Who even cares? Yeah, I mean, sure, badmouth me more. It was actually kind of a turn-on. So I'm busting down the five feet of fury. <laughs> and she's getting like, like loopier and loopier. Whatever else she was on besides the booze, she's getting like really nutty. And she's getting that crazy look in her eye again. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so she's like, I need to go get a drink. So she goes to the kitchen. It's like an open floor plan in her place. She goes to the kitchen and gets a drink. Water. And when she comes, water, yeah, a little sip of water or something. Then she comes back to the living room and she's got a fucking steak knife in her hand. Oh, God. And she's looking at me with like a, a weird, crazy, like Joker smile on her face, like coming at me with the steak knife. And I'm just like, whoa, like, Alina, stop, like, put that shit down. You know what I mean? And she's looking, she's like creeping to me closer with the steak knife with a stupid smile on her face. Like, I, I'll do it. I'm crazy. I'll do it. You think I won't do it? I'm crazy. And I'm like, don't I even believe play. you. you know what I, mean? I, I fucking playing. believe you put it down. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not trying to fucking, you know, get into any sort of ridiculous situation where the cops get called and there's this drunk pregnant woman, you know? So she's coming at me creeping with this steak knife. And I'm, I'm telling her, Alina, stop playing, stop playing. She won't stop. She keeps coming at me. Obviously, I have to forcefully disarm her of this steak knife that she's got that she refuses to stop coming at me with. You had a slugger? No, no, no. I didn't. I don't. I'm not going to hit a pregnant woman. <laughs> 
I wouldn't hit a pregnant woman. I would hit a pregnant woman with a steak knife trying to murder me. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Well, if it comes to that, yeah, I'm definitely ready to murder this bitch. If it comes down to her or me, let's put it that way, you know? But I have faith that I can disarm her because I'm a wrestler. I know what to do. She's five feet tall. She probably doesn't even know how to use a steak knife. She's not even holding it the proper way to attack somebody with a knife. So I have more than enough confidence that I can disarm her of this knife and get the fuck out of there. If I happen to get cut or stabbed in the process of disarming her from that steak with that steak knife, then I'm just going to do whatever I need to do to survive. And whatever happens, happens at that point. Right. But I've got confidence that I can disarm her of this knife. So I take it upon myself to like, unfortunately I like strong arm her and uh, disarm her of this knife and like, you know, try to get the fuck out of there. Once I get the knife out of her hands, she starts blocking the doorway out. And I'm like, Alina, you need to stop being crazy. Like, this shit's not cool. She won't move out, out of the way of the door. So I had to, she's only five feet tall. I picked her up and removed her from in front of the door. And as I was walking out the door, she is trying to like push and pull on the door. And when I yank it open, she falls backwards and like takes a bump. You know what I mean? Not on the blade, right? No, no, no. Just on the floor. She like falls on her ass. You know what I mean? In the piss? No, no, no. This was like by the entrance, not, not by the, uh, the piss puddle. or <laughs> That's her go-to move, the piss puddle. She wouldn't want to fall there. That's where she's got to urinate tomorrow night with someone else. So that was it for that story. I escaped the fuck out. And after that, I was like, God damn, this bitch is fucking crazy. And I said to myself, I'm never going to see her again. And you didn't, you're saying. Did I see her again? That's what I'm asking you. I saw her one more time after that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is probably the single yeah. worst decision I have ever made in regards to a hookup or some chick that I fucked in my entire life. The single worst decision. It goes that way though, right? Dude, when the pussy is like that good, it's like, well, you think to yourself when she's hitting you up again, it's like, well, let me just take an hour of my time late at night and go handle it. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel you on that. Jesus so Christ. It was, it was probably about, uh, four to five months later, she hit me up. She needed a, uh, she wanted me to come like meet her at the strip club and give her a ride home or something. I said, listen, I, there's no way I'm meeting you there unless you suck my dick or something. Because why the fuck would I do you a favor? You tried to kill me. She goes, oh yeah, no problem. I wouldn't step foot in her house again. Exactly. So I go to meet her at the strip club to pick her up. She, uh, takes care of the kid real quick. And then like some somebody knocked on the window or something. And I was like, what the fuck? So I took off and I dropped her off around the corner and that was it. She wanted to see me again after that. But after that episode at the strip club, I'm like, you know what? I'm definitely done with this chick now. She's trying to set me up for something. I can't even trust her. And she had already lost her apartment by then too. She couldn't maintain it obviously, because like you said, it was not sustainable. Yeah. Who could have seen that coming? Jesus. So that's got to be one of the trashiest broads hands down that I've ever been with and it's just ironic that it involves another grab a knife story dude that's uh let's give him a round of applause that's uh that's a hell of a story sharp <laughs> but i'll tell you instead of a, a crazy trashy broad that i did fuck i'll tell you the craziest one that i almost fucked and couldn't even go through with it because she was too trashy all right all right go on so let me give you a the little backstory here, and this is not the broad, but this is how I met her. So you may remember, because you were there when we were, uh, we went to a strip club with that kid, Scott, and there was that real trashy strung out one, Becky, the stripper. Remember her? <laughs> this girl was like the blonde head, real strung out. We like played a game of pool with her and she was naked the whole time. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that chick actually. Yeah. She, that was the Waterberry broad, right? So, yeah, yeah. So one of these Waterbury uh, stripper bitches, and she was dancing out in Milford at Keepers at the time. And <clears throat> so that kid, Scott, he, uh, that we went there with, he was, like, really trying to kick it to her hard because that's what he did. He was one of those um, enabler dudes who likes to try to fix broken women, you know? Real simp. Yeah, those are the strip club types, you know? Yeah, yeah. Real simp kind of guy, but always friendly to me. Never hesitated to buy me some drinks. So uh, shout out to Scott. And, uh, you know, thanks for the whiskey. So 
for the longest time, he he still stayed in contact with that bitch. And one night, the three of us were hanging out, and she's telling me that she has uh, a blonde friend that she wants to set me up with that she thinks would like me. Now, nobody would like me. <laughs> I'm not a nice guy. So. <laughs> and she was a real fucking dopehead. So I'm like, all right. Obviously, her friend's probably a dopehead too, but who cares? You know what I mean? Uh huh. I'm, you know, I'm just looking for a fleshy, meat-filled hot pocket, so I don't give a fuck if she's doped up or not. So, well, a dopehead stripper usually makes for a good hot pocket. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm intrigued. Uh, why not? She's telling me your friend's, you know, blonde, got natural hooters, but she's not a stripper, and blah blah blah. As if I care. And she's telling me that, you know. When she's not stripping, she works with this blonde girl at like a renaissance fair and they do whatever they do there and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, worst case scenario here. I meet up with her blonde friend with big hooters and I fucking spank her with one of those turkey legs they're always walking around with or something, you know? (laughs) I would definitely do something like that. That'd be fun. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, all right, this can't be a terrible situation. I may as well, you know, meet up with her and give it a run. So... The four of us end up uh, at some dive bar and we're all playing darts or whatever. And I could tell immediately that this girl's a loser and she's got nothing for me except the flesh hot pocket. But, you know, toss that in the microwave for 20 seconds. You got a good night. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll run with this and I'll, I'll try to make the play, you know? And How was she looking? Uh, at the time, she was looking pretty good. Definitely fuckable. Like a thousand percent fuckable. And I was like, you know, real trash. Was she heavy? No. No, not heavy at all. She was like a so more like a more like a lean pocket. <laughs> she was a lean. She was a lean pocket with you know two fucking balloons attached to her chest though. So it was a pretty it was a pretty proportionate girl for what I was looking for at that time. You know, gotcha. And you know whatever, but I can go out with anybody and keep a conversation going for the night. So she's having a good time because the more I drink, the more the jokes are flying and I'm really, I'm on my a game. Cause I'm looking at the Hooters. I'm like, all right, I'm going to lay this pipe and run the spot. So she wants to meet up and go on a date at this point. Now, why would I want to go on a date with this broad in the first place? She has nothing to offer besides her two sets of tits and that's it. You know? Oh Yeah. But all right, let's do it. If that's if that's what it's going to take, that doesn't seem like too hard. She just wants to get drinks anyway. So we meet up and, you know, we start having some drinks or whatever. And I just remember at some point in the night, she starts telling me like she's one of those extreme couponer broads, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I dabbled in that back in the day myself. Right. So that wasn't any kind of turnoff. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, sure. Keep your hobbies going. Who cares? And... So as the night starts winding down and I realize, all right, this is, it's definitely fuck time. Like this is gonna, I'm going to bag this girl, you know? And Uh she goes, so come back to my place. Follow me back to my place. All right, cool. We each take our own cars. I'm in no danger of anything really. You know what I mean? I, Uh she lives in Stratford. So, and of course, of course, Luke, she lived in the hood. So, you know, this is the type of block that if you don't park in the driveway, your car is going to end up on cinder blocks when you walk out. So I park in the driveway we go in and look, she had hooters. So who am I to judge girl with tits like that? I can't judge, you know, but we get in there. <laughs> in what, in what way do you mean you can't judge? I don't know. I can judge, but I had to give her some slack is what I'm saying. You know, cut her a little bit of slack. Okay. She's got the natural hoots. Sure. All right. So we walk in and dude, this girl was not an extreme couponer. She was an extreme hoarder. She was a fucking hoarder. Like you've never seen. There was like piles of trash on either side with like a pathway, like just a little pathway to walk through. The entire house stunk. It just smelled like cat piss and cigarette smoke. And it was fucking disgusting, you know? Was it like, was it her grandmother's house or something? Or was she renting there? What was it? No, this broad, she she used to live in New York City. And she had moved to Connecticut, to Stratford, to uh, live with her aunt. But then I guess her aunt passed away and... You know, that's it. She was living there. Who knows? Probably till she got evicted or someone kicked her out. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So her aunt was probably the hoarder and this is the house that she inherited or something. Oh, well, I got the feeling after talking to her for a while that they were both hoarders and it was kind of like, a, I don't know who absorbed the behavior from who or enabled the other one, but 
there was shit dating back to before she was born. So her aunt must have had something to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like it was a little bit of a learned behavior and it didn't just happen overnight. That's why I was asking. But go on. Yeah, but this shit, this is why I'm saying she wasn't just a couponer because the shit she was hoarding, this was, we're not talking about, Luke, we're not talking about paper towels and laundry detergent. We're talking about, you know, just the most useless, accumulative pile of shit. And most of it stunk. In fact, and this is a true story, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was a pack of ham, like deli meat, that had been rotting for who the hell knows how long, <laughs> just setting off to the side. And I'm like, oh, God. So this is a turnoff to me. I, you know, I, I, it's not enough to put me off. Like, I'll still plow her, but it's, uh, you know, it's pretty disgusting. And I'm not trying to do more time here than I need to. You know what I mean? It's pretty tough to have sex when you're laying down next to the salted cured meats. <laughs> Yeah, ex exactly. So she's got a salted cured meat hot pocket and I'm ready to stuff it and I'm I'm ready to keep this going. And you know, we get to her couch. Her couch must be the toilet for the cat. There it must be the toilet for the cat. <laughs> it fucking smelled so bad. And right next to the couch was an ashtray with enough cigarette butts to keep my sister smoking for 20 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> was there a puddle of piss in the middle of the floor too? No, Luke, there was not. But if there was, I wouldn't have been surprised. And if there was piss, it would have been cat piss because this entire place stunk so bad that it, honestly, at this point, trash aside, her useless conversation aside, her stupid fucking, you know, haircut aside, which was a stupid haircut. This was really starting to turn me off now because the smell is kind of perturbing. And if it, it smells like this, like, you know, she obviously doesn't take care of herself or value hygiene in any way. So who knows if she's got any kind of foot fungus or something, you know? It sounds like there definitely was some other wildlife in that house too. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee you, besides the cat, there had to be something to keep the cat busy. So I'm sure there were some rodents running around shitting somewhere. And I, I just start getting kind of disgusted at this point. I'm thinking like, damn, should I back out of this? But... And, you know, you know how it goes. Fuck it. You're there. I put in 80% of the work. I might as well just run for it now, you know? So yeah, if I was that deep, I would go for it, too. Exactly. So the night goes on, and we start shooting the shit, whatever. And I'm like, all right, it's go time. So I make the move. Things are going well. And she takes her shirt off. Now, here's, here's, here's a couple red flags for you. She takes her shirt off, and <laughs> those natural hoots have been tugged on by gravity like the planet itself. I mean, they were fucking bags of sag. They were just nothing there but deflated balloons, you know? Was she one of those broads who used to be a little heavier and lost a lot of weight? I think what happened, she told me she was living in New York and she had a problem with pills and drugs and shit like that at that time. So I'm guessing she was probably picking up Oxy in all five boroughs, getting fucked up, and then her aunt tried to save her and bring her back to Connecticut or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, she lost some weight. Yeah, I know. I know the type. I know the type that you mean, actually. Okay, I gotcha. She's the type that probably looked better with some more weight on her. You know what I mean? Because that was before it all started to kind of shrink and shrivel, you know? Yeah, yeah. The kind of broad who went, as soon as she hits 40, her fucking face is in her neck. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, at this point, I'm grossed out. So she pulls it out. and But the, even the Hooters, even the fucking, where they were just nipples on skin, wasn't enough to stop me at this point because I'm in I'm in full go mode, you know, and she's into it too. So I'm like, all right, well, how bad could it be? And I might as well just at least let her slob me up, you know, and we'll see if I could find one of those turkey sticks, you know? Let me just ask you one question. How long were you at the hoarder house before you got down to business? <laughs> I don't know, 45 minutes, I would say. All right, I, you know, not awful, not awful. You know, it takes some time because... uh I have to assess the situation. The fucking piss is starting to turn me off. Everything was starting to turn me off. And eventually, you know, she had a couple of drinks at her place too. So we each had a drink. Thank the fucking Lord. I don't believe in that she had plastic cups because I wouldn't have drinking out of any glass that came from her sink, dude. Nothing. So she pours a drink 45 minutes or so to answer your question. Shirt comes off. Titties flop down. And she had a tattoo of angel wings, because of course she did. She's trashy. Right from, like, her sternum all the way down to, like, her belly button. Which, again, I'm not... Hold on, she's got the angel wings on the front? On the front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that might stand out to you. Not on the back, where typically you would think an angel would have wings, but rather on her stomach. 
I didn't even oh, ask boy. her the significance, but how could there be any? You know what I mean? And then on her back, she had a tattoo that said, only God can judge me, right? Or if she had a barcode or, you know, respect or a barbed wire, some bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at the flat bags that are, you know, engulfing and taking up some of the tattoo because they're dragging and sagging and rubbing along. Dude, it's funny enough, no bullshit. The top of the tattoo was more faded than the bottom. And I can only imagine this is from the friction of her swinging udders as they go back and forth, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. What else could it be, right? But still, this isn't enough to stop it. I'm, I'm ready and I'm gassed up and I'm still going to plow this girl, okay? Hold on a second. At the beginning of this story, you said that you didn't fuck her, right? I did not. I did not. Oh, I can't this. wait to see where it's going now because it sounds like it's heading toward a fuck. It sounds like it's heading towards a fuck, but here's the thing that tipped the scales. And I don't know, maybe this wouldn't be enough for you, but this was like, forget about the hooters. Forget about the tattoo and the fucking hoarding and the trash and the rotting ham and the ashtray and the cat piss. As she lifted her shirt, taking it off, exposing all of this, I noticed some armpit hair. What do you think of that? Oh, come on. Come on. I swear, dude, it was more than stubble. It wasn't like locks of hair, but we'll call it strands. It was strands of hair, and it was plenty. Like, in other words, she was doing it to make a statement. She didn't just let this go for a few days. And when you think about it, this is the type of bitch who would work at a Renaissance fair. You know what I mean? So what? I don't know what the fuck I was expecting, but... Yeah, see, I was wondering how you got to the point where you're actually going to walk out on this broad. And that makes perfect sense right there. I got you. That, that was it, dude. That was the catalyst. When I saw that armpit hair, I had knots in my stomach, the way she had knots in her armpit hair. I was fucking disgusted. So I was like, Oh my God, but how do I get out of this, this situation? Because her tits are hanging out. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to back out of that situation and explain to someone, no, I'm sorry. I actually can't fuck you without me looking like, some incompetent who can't get a boner or something. You know what I mean? Well, who even cares, dude? If you just bounced at that point, she should be able to put the pieces together, you would think, right? Well, you would think so. But even in this moment, I'm trying not to, you know, I don't know. Not, not that I didn't want to embarrass her. I could really give a fuck. But I kind of felt awkward and embarrassed, to be honest with you. I'm like, God damn it, you know? Yeah, if you got to just skate, then that's, that's a uh, not a very respectful way to peel off so to speak so oh, real quick what would you have done if you know all right so let me let me just say that one more time she takes it off hooters flop down angel wings and with her clothes on she was a charlie's angel with her clothes off she looked like a hell's angel what would you do in that situation <laughs> i would probably uh open up the moldy ham and slap a couple pieces of gray sliced lunch meat <laughs> on those pits it was gray it was gray, actually. It was very oxidized and gray. And uh, of course, pork turns gray when it goes uh, rotten. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know that, dude. It stinks too. I know how much pork stinks <laughs> when it goes rotten. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, what could any guy do with this rotting, smelly gray pork, the ashtray, the cat piss, the armpit hair? I mean, there's no way I could have fucked this girl. So I just went to the bathroom. Said I, you know, I. Sometimes you piss to kind of drain it before you, you know, you start to fuck because otherwise you're going to get a pee boner and blah, blah, blah. So uh -huh. I go to the bathroom and I'm just like, ah, so I just go back out. I'm like, ah, sorry. I got a text, you know, I got to get the fuck out of here. Peeled out <laughs> real cheap, real cheap and easy. Oh, real cheap and easy. I didn't, you know, you can't do anything elaborate in that situation. You just got to get the fuck out of there and just completely execute that situation. So I made my. I thought you were going to tell me that you went to the bathroom and then came out faking a kidney stone. <laughs> I, hey, I thought that's where you were going. I wasn't that clever in that moment, Sharp. But I, I, you know, I peeled out of there, and then of course, you know, her friend texts me a couple days later, the stripper herself. Oh, you know, Marissa, she really liked you. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. Who gives a fuck? I, you know. The story didn't get to where you got to. I couldn't fuck this girl. I apologize to the audience. I couldn't do it. Not even for you, not for them, not for me. And I just had to get the fuck out of there. Look, there's nothing I could do. That was the trashiest bitch that I almost ever stuck my wiener inside of by far. Well, that certainly is a trashy bitch, literally, by definition. Her whole house was trash. I mean, she was trashy, too. She was a real, uh, like I said, you know, ex-New York City drug addict, living with her aunt in a literal pile of trash, the fucking 
Hell's Angel gimmick going on. You know, she had the stupid, um, this is back when like every girl had blonde hair with light brown, like highlights in it. She was, you know, the epitome of a trash bag. And although she wasn't a stripper, that's only because her tits were sagging. If they were lifted up, she would have hit the pole. Make no mistake. Yeah, sounds like uh, if she laid on her back, those saggy titties could have been the wings that she had tattooed on her already. <laughs> you could have traced those tits and made a second pair of wings, and she could have fucking pulled the Red Bull spot and flown away. Trust me. Well, I mean, what was she thinking? If she knew a guy was coming over, like, did she really think this armpit hair fucking shit was going to work? <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. It's like, all right, so the hoarding thing is one thing, right? She figures I'm coming to her place and I'm probably going to fuck either way. And she's right. But what was she thinking? Because, like, she went on a date. You know, it wasn't just, like, come over and fuck. So she had some kind of intent on this maybe going more than this. Why would you even bring me to your place? <laughs> Why? Why would you expose that on the first date? And then the armpit hair, like, some of these bitches think it's trendy. It's not. It's not trendy. It's fucking disgusting. No guy wants to see this. Oh, it's trendy. It's just unfortunately trendy that this is where feminists have gone. Armpit hair, love me for it or leave me. Yeah. I'll leave you behind, bitch. I'll leave you all right. I remember when you had uh, that broad who used to want to lick your armpits. Remember that? <laughs> Actually, yes. That was a... Uh... That was one of my uh, long-term exes, too. She had a, a thing for sniffing and licking the pits. And I remember when you told a buddy of yours that you worked with about it, it became like a big inside joke between you two. Yeah, yeah. I was telling this kid, Myron, I used to work with. I'm like, dude, you know, my boy Luke, he's got this girl who's like, her fetish is licking armpits. He's like, oh, shit. You, you crazy for that one, all. You crazy <laughs> for that one, all. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely had my armpits licked quite a bit over the years, as as unusual as that sounds. I never would have thought that'd be a sentence coming out of my mouth. So if the roles were then reversed, Lucas, would you have licked this girl's armpits for anything? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Less than 40 mil, though, for sure. I can't think of any reason why I would lick anybody's armpits ever. <laughs> you didn't even get your nut off either, right? No. No, dude, I mm. didn't even go home and spank one out. How could I? I was so disgusted and turned off that I remember just thinking about it on the drive home. Like, what a fucking waste. This was two, two nights of my life wasted. The sad thing is, I bet she had somebody else that came through and fucked her. <laughs> sad for that person. I mean, I, I have no doubt that she will find some, some guy to fuck her, even with the pits. I have no oh, doubt. Of course, yeah. The there's some guy out there who hasn't wiggled his dick in anything in 12 months, and he's going to come through. Yeah. All right, Luke. Well, that's it. That's all I got for Trashy Broads. You got anything else you want to add to this, or should we wrap them up here? Oh, God. I, to be honest with you, I could talk about Trashy Broads all day long. But it seems like we've probably reached our threshold for this episode. Plenty of more Trashy broad stories and all kinds of broads and stories about them. In the future, there's no shortage. Trust me. Well, folks, if you're a fan of audio harassment and you're looking for more, 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 you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor, weekly or biweekly. Uh, you can find us on Twitter or YouTube, at Audio Harassed, or you can find us on Instagram or TikTok, at Audio Harassed. <laughs> Thank you.